you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And today I have an old friend who I have not seen for a while. So this is going to be fun. And his name is Dr. Charles Lee. And Charles is going to tell us all about himself and how he has gotten to the point where he is in life, which is he's been doing a hell of a lot. And I'm uh, I'm really excited to be hearing about it. So, Charles, over to you. Well, thank you, Susan, and thank you for having me. Um, you know, I've been an ardent follower of your health tips after 50 and now yeah. that I've just touched 70, so I'm going to kind of just change the number from five to seven. <laughs> and I'm uh, almost you know, there. You're not much older than me. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, what a ride, what a life, and what a journey, you know. And I want to congratulate you because I love your podcast. I love your topics. Thank and, you. uh, you know, it takes you through so many aspects of life that we take for granted. And, uh, and even though I've been a doctor for the last 40 years, I've neglected one part of it, and that is health. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we always think that uh, people think doctors don't get sick. But, uh, but you'd be amazed that, uh, especially for me, uh, what mm. life has been and what road I've taken when it comes to health. It's something yeah. that... Uh, we neglect all the time. So once again, mm-hmm. thank you for having me. And, uh, oh, my, and you my know, pleasure. it's, it's 11.05 a.m. on a Friday morning, and it will be, what, 8.05 p.m. in California. Yeah, it is. It is. Nice. Well, yeah, anyway, yeah. so uh, this is my hospital. This is my clinic, and I've been in Glen uh-huh. Eagles. It's called Glen Eagles. And um, there was nothing else in life I could do except medicine. Um, you know, my dad was a, was an engineer. My mom was a teacher. And I remember in school, he used to always put all these, uh, you know, forms to do engineering in UK and all that. And I just push it all away. Mm. But, uh, but interestingly, it was the only branch that I wanted to get into and find the tree of life in it. And, uh, you know, so, mm-hmm. and, uh, be- being a creative guy, I've always had this creative mindset. Um, and when I graduated as a surgeon, um, I decided to major in plastic surgery. And, wow. uh, you know, and so a lot of uh, when patients Important. come and see me, yeah, when they come and see me, they say, do you, do, do you put plastic into the face? And I said, yeah, plenty of cornware, Tupperware, you name it. <laughs> You can choose it, but um, uh-huh. yeah. But plastic surgery or plasticos is the Greek word, which means to really mold, oh, and uh, cosmetic okay. or cosmeticos means to adore. Mm. So you mold something and then you step back and then you adore it, and and Got that's it. the whole uh, philosophy of plastic and cosmetic surgery. Yeah. So um, got my training in the United Kingdom from three Royal Colleges of Surgeons. Wow. And, uh, yep. And, uh, and I found myself during cleft lip surgery when I was dealing with children born with cleft mm. problems. And mm-hmm. it was so much mm-hmm. of a reconstructive journey with them to see, yeah. uh, what they would look like 20, 30 years down the mm. way. Yeah. So, oh, I bet. Uh, yeah. And I'm seeing patients I did, Susan, 25 years ago. And they're oh entering God. into, yeah, and they're entering into, I did them when they were three-month-old babies. And uh, and now they're going into college, university, and all oh, that. It makes me feel wonderful. young. Makes me yeah. feel young. <laughs> well, and it, and it makes you feel like you're here for a reason, you know. Well, yeah, that's true. But sometimes, you you know, well, journey of life is not just professional. But, no, uh, no, no, of course not. 
Yes. And, uh, you know, and, and what I've gone through, um, mm. I've always believed that, uh, you know, until you get to the top of the mountain, Susan, uh, mm. once you cross over it, you'll see the other side a lot more better. But unfortunately, the other side of the mountain is when you get to 70. <laughs> if you're lucky. If, if you're, you're lucky. lucky. Don't lucky. forget that part. That's no. part if you're lucky. I can shake hands. Well, that's been uh, my, my trade for the last 30, 40 years. I'm in a place called Sabah, which is East Malaysia. And oh, okay. uh, also known as the Borneo Island, North Borneo. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. So I came here like 35 years ago to start the first department of plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I stayed here ever since because uh, it's a different moon, different sun. And the sunset here is beautiful. So I decided to stay on and uh, and crafted my life. And uh, so I'm in the process of writing my memoir now. All uh, right. Um, looking back through the lens of what it is to live a life, you know, mm. with so there you go. So that's a bit of my, uh, my professional, uh, you know, masquerading uh-huh. as, uh, you know, an imposter. <laughs> now, now, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> but, you know, um, when I, when I look back, Susan, and we're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, both of us are podcasters and I, and I want to congratulate yeah. you for your journey in podcasting. Um, yeah, thank you. You too. A, back at a, you. In such a joy, isn't it, to meet so many people along the way and interview and see their journey and, you know, yes. and yes. I, I, I just get, I mean, yesterday I was talking to, uh, was it yesterday or two days ago, uh, with a, with a <laughs> top class writer, a memoirist, you know, who is in America. Wow. Marion. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's amazing that you, you get so, you know, you see another facet of life. Mm. You see, as a doctor, the, the biggest, within inverted commas, handicap of being a doctor, if I can put it that way, is that we we work in a closed loop system. In other words, you go to work, you come back, you go to work, you come back. And that's all it concerned for 40 years. Every conference I've been to is a medical conference. Every meeting that I've been to is a medical meeting. You know what I mean? So you're in this closed loop and it has its side effects. It has its, uh, mm-hmm. you know, bad side to it. And so mm-hmm. the mindset is very much fixed, you see. Um, mm-hmm. And there are so many things. I mean, I may have been a consultant for, for the last, what, you know, 20, 25, 30 years, 35 mm-hmm. years. But I have lost touch with everything else in life. Oh, That's the price okay. you pay. Uh, it's mm-hmm. called a flea mindset. You know, they, they, they did this study mm-hmm. where they put these fleas into a bottle of and then okay. they covered it. And after three uh-huh. days, they removed the cover and the fleas were still jumping in the same place. Even right. their offsprings. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I, I tell my colleagues and I said, you know, you can be a doctor, but there's a price to pay because you just don't mm-hmm. have the time or the aptitude uh-huh. to know what's happening around you. You're mm-hmm. so focused. And uh, the only non-medical conference or seminar that I've been to is how to develop a millionaire mindset. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> that was the first interesting because I thought to myself, what on earth has happened, you know? But um, but that's a price to pay. And it's only now, yeah. over the last two years, I've taken a what's called a sabbatical where, mm. you know, my children are all Good. doctors, three of them. And I decided to mm-hmm. move out and stay on my own so that I can mm. just examine. You know, Socrates said these words. He said, the unexamined life is not yes. worth living. Living. That's right. So I decided to pause, press the stop button and assess what on earth mm. has happened. And, yeah. and it is there that I touched into this whole concept of mindfulness and okay. what it is, because I never knew what it is to pay attention to the moment. I was always paying ah, attention to my patients. Yes. All right. Or just whatever was happening next, right? That, that's what people whatever's happening. on. Absolutely. Moment to moment, what's happening today. If you've got children, uh, how to put them through this, that, give them everything you've sold your life out to. Mm-hmm. But nothing has come back in to fill that void. Uh, and okay. and then you realize, oh my goodness, you know, when I when I was touching you about a year ago, 
um, uh-huh. health tips yeah. after 50. And I said, now she's telling me. <laughs> 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 you know, I said, you know, I mean, uh-huh. I wish I'd already passed it. So, so what am I going to do? Catch up? Play? <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, you realize that, especially when you're a professional and you've mm. had this closed loop system that you're being in. In fact, the whole, whole healthcare service is in that closed loop oh, I'm system. Sure. Yeah. Medicine is open loop. Medicine is always on frontier. You know, it's always making mm. adventures ahead. But professionals within a healthcare system in any country is a closed loop. We are only yeah. concerned about what we're doing and what we're supposed to do within an administrative yeah. model. All mm-hmm. right. But there's a price to pay. So um, I have lived my life very much on my own alone in the sense mm. within inverted commas. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's just no time to interact with your colleagues or whatever. It's just work and back, work and back, the kind of thing. And uh, and I struggled through life. I mean, you know, it was not easy at all. And uh, and that's why my memoir is titled "Discovering the how the courage to fail." You uh, see, and and know that yes. you're not alone. Well, that's that's the other dimension of it. But we always talk about the courage to win. I mean, when you talk to your podcasters. When, and you talk to your guests. I don't think there's mm-hmm. any coach that is coaching how to fail. No, probably not. I don't have a. I don't have a lot of coaches on, anyways. I do coaching, but I don't. I don't end up having. I know, but but I'm sure guests. just. But, yeah. I'm sure just off the bat that I yeah. don't think there's any uh, somebody who says, "Look, I'm a coach. Uh, what do you coach? How to fail? No, we are. We all want to be successful in life." Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, it, interestingly enough, there are a few out there that that do kind of come from that side, right? Because people get so obsessed with having to succeed that mm-hmm. that they don't even if they even if they do succeed, they don't notice it because they're yeah. so you know like this with blinders on. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's like a cliche that uh, you have to fail in order to succeed. You know what I mean? That's right. And I, I, I think that, um, you know, there are so many types of failures. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can say mistakes, you can say, you know, omission and commission and uh, acts of all sorts of stuff. But to really fail in life is where you have missed the mark, where you have an opportunity to do well. And you mm-hmm. didn't have the the uh, the effect of people around you to nurture mm-hmm. you to succeed you see mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and i think that's the price i mean i'm and I, i'm talking about my own life um mm-hmm. growing up you know um i mean i used to bring back my report cards and my dad had to sign it and there, there were all d's and e's and f's you know in red you know <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and when I think about, you know, we're going back how many uh-huh. years, yeah. uh, 60 years ago, um, it would have been great if he had said, now listen, this is all part of life. The reds will become ah. blues, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and you would have gone instead, or I was to hide behind a wall, Susan. Oh, no. to see, Yeah. It, it, to, at 6.30 in the morning when he comes down and has his tea, and uh, and hopefully that he will sign it so that I can take it back to school and give it, you know. Right. And all I saw yeah. was the report card being thrown across the floor oh, of the no. hall. Yeah. And and I grew up with that. So there was oh. always this, you know, not good enough kind of feel. You feel mm. like a failure in life. And it was really a, a, such a struggle, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, and today when I tell, when people say you're a plastic surgeon, they think that, oh, it has. It's been a life of cozy doozy boozy buzzy, you know. Yeah, right. you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like, like girls on a perch, like you know that kind of stuff. Oh, it's cool, man. Yeah, but they don't know that uh, there's another dimension to life and mm-hmm. and the cost of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, sure. When you talk about you know business and you talk about stuff like that and failure, mm-hmm. they always say are stepping stones to success. But mm-hmm. I've always said that success is not what you get; it's what you become. And, wow, and, uh, interesting. And, uh-huh. and, and that is very important because when I see people talking about leadership and they draw squares and circles with all those lines in it. And I, and I say, well, let me talk to your <laughs> wife or let me talk to your children, you know, because yeah, right. you know, there's so much bandied out in the marketplace about leadership. 
leadership today that uh, that it's oh, yes. hard to know the truth you see um and mm-hmm. and uh, so i mm-hmm. feel that uh, we have to redefine failure mhm i like that Like Because that. when you when you redefine failure, only one word comes up with a capital A, and that is your attitude towards it. You mm-hmm. see, yeah, and yeah. and uh, and once you get out of that fixed mindset, that's why I'm writing a book called also another one called Mind Flow Ergonomics. Uh, oh, because interesting. I've, okay, I've been in this world of fixed mindset for as long as I know, forty years, mm-hmm. fixed, yeah. closed loop. Mm-hmm. And so mind flow is where you're in a state of flow you're always growing you're always progressing you're always learning and right. and the key to that and the key to that is what I call creativity because that to me um you know I hear a lot of people banding it around as if it's a cliche word today you know buzzword creativity but mm-hmm. I look at it as a currency just like if you go to Europe we have a euro zone and the euro right. dollar can be used in any so in the brain For me, it's a currency, Susan. Creativity mm-hmm. that interplays with all the different zones in the brain, and you use mm-hmm. that creativity to come up with novel ideas that can be converted into something in the marketplace. You see, okay. which is which is the birthplace of innovation. So there's so much uh-huh. going on, um, and and I feel that this is timely to assess our lives as as senior people in the marketplace. To mm-hmm. tell the young people growing up, entrepreneurs, that you need to redefine what failure is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just yeah. making a mistake. Because now, with the whole coming in of this dimension of digital transformation, AI coming in, and all that, people are losing jobs. Mm-hmm. So whether you oh, are yeah. not brave for failure or not, it's coming. And so we need to really rethink. Yep. And uh, the place of it, and that is, uh, is so important. So there you go. Um, you know, I mean, I think of, uh, I remember my my form six, which is higher school certificate. Um, uh-huh. Just just before you get into university, mm-hmm. and I remember I'll never forget the place, the date, the time where I was standing next to the phone waiting for my results. You know, uh, oh, because yeah. that would get me into university, and I knew that I wanted to do medicine. And so my cousin was working in the education department, so I knew he would get the results even before the day she did it. So uh-huh. I was waiting for him, and then and the phone rings, and he says, "Charlie," and I said, "Yeah, you failed." <gasps> oh no, he was kidding you, right? No, <laughs> it was true. And oh. uh, and I just stood there and I said, "Sorry, come again." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know that's why when I when I talk to my my trainees or doctors or interns, you know when you hear that voice and someone over the phone tells you you have failed, and mm. all your hopes and dreams get mm. get thrown off the rails, mm-hmm. that is where you know you want to be because it's from mm-hmm. that part of broken glass that you start to pick up the pieces. Yeah, and. Uh, Yeah. So that well, no, absolutely. Uh, and I think the other part of that too is is that once that's happened, then there's no fear to do other things because you've already failed. So there isn't anything. There's no. You can't go further down. The only thing is just you know out at the same level or or higher. That's right. And that this is why. And you said it. Your point, absolutely pointed, Susan. Um, mm-hmm. But the point is that in life there are so many facets to that failure. You see, oh yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, so when I think of relationships and I think of my children mm-hmm. and all the stuff that has gone on, um, I just wish I could rewrite the books. And yeah, we uh, all wish and, we could do that. It does. Be, correct. Correct. And 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 I want you yeah, can't. True. So let it go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, letting it go is one thing. Mm-hmm. Admitting to it is another. Mm. You see, because okay. by human nature, we have developed uh, the brain as a wonderful way of editing and deleting failure. But the scars that have left, uh, that mm. you no know, plastic surgeon can can try and heal them. You know, in fact, my my first chapter is called "More Than Just Scars," because when patients walk in here and they got a scar, uh, doctor, can yeah. can you just 
Can you just let this disappear? You know, they use the word disappear. <laughs> and I say, yeah, the only thing I can disappear is you, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but um, it's it's a telling when you are open and vulnerable and willing to talk mm-hmm. about those moments where we all could really rewrite the chapters. But the point is that we need to rewrite it for ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And I realize that, you see, that yeah. uh, if you yeah. don't rewrite it yourself first, Susan, you take it to your grave, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think Maya, yeah. Maya, Maya Angelou said it best when she said, the greatest agony is a story untold. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And when you do that, and I'm sure when you reflect on your life and all of mm-hmm. us do, um, we we all want to be noted and successful and you know mm. and be able to teach other people how to walk and how to live and all that kind of stuff but yeah. at the end of the day uh, for me uh, it's it's being honest with yourself because truth is can be so evasive you know so as human beings it is our nature to edit it and forget it and let it go mm. like you say let it go mm-hmm. letting go is one thing but how not to let it happen again is another, and and that takes humility and you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's that's true. I, I, yeah, I guess where I'm coming from with letting saying let it go is that if you hold on too tight to it, then you can't move on either. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? So the the thing about letting it go is to say yes, I I understand, and that happened, and now on to whatever's next, right? True, um, absolutely. And and just, and if, you know, for me, the feeling that I have, because I've had, I've done some really stupid things in my life, believe me, um, is that at bo- bottom line, I'm okay, you know? I mean, that's yeah. just, that's how we all are. We're all yeah. made the same way and we're all okay, really. You yeah. know, it's our own thoughts that that start thinking about, how screwed up we are on this and how we should have done that. And, you know, and it's all up here. It's not reality. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. And and I find that the only way you can free yourself is to write it, uh, which Mm -hmm. I believe right now that uh, it is Mm -hmm. the single greatest portal of self-discovery when you write it, Mm. because once you start writing about it, um, it sets you free. And, um, Mm -hmm. and you realize Mm -hmm. that, I mean, you know, it's, I've been on my own now for two years and I've been, it takes a while to go back to those areas and places where things didn't turn out very well and, um, and the amount of uh, trauma, yeah. but I write it. I write it, Susan, because uh-huh. yeah. it's, it's my truth, you see, and yes. uh, nobody can yes. take that away from you. So, so okay. there you go. So there you go. So from a fixed mindset, I'm talking about mind flow today. And okay. uh, the other word that I've coined with it is called ergonomics. Uh, ah, yeah. which we, mind flow ergonomics, which we use a lot in plastic surgery. Mm. Um, oh, how do I operate? Okay. How I operate, for example, some, some cases can take eight hours. Some can take 10 hours. Mm. And yeah. how do I still say, stay sane and still hold and standing that up. in my hand? <laughs> yeah, I'm standing up. And so ergonomics to me mm-hmm. is, is, is the key is, is an engineered system is an ecosystem mm, within you mm-hmm. where you're able to use your energy but at the same time don't burn out you yeah. see uh, and that's the to me that's really really the key uh, ergon mm-hmm. meaning work and uh, nomics meaning no more so the laws of how to work energy conservation mm-hmm. and and I believe mm-hmm. that's the key to high performance today everybody wants to perform Right. But they burn up by the time they come to the end. I mean, that's how I felt yeah. recently, uh, two years ago, you know, when I mm-hmm. put my children through and I realized I just needed to get out. You know, you want to run away from mm-hmm. the system. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, really yeah. burning out. Um, and I didn't know that. So, so there you go. Quite a journey. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. So, so tell me about your, uh, your mindfulness. That you're starting the marketplace mindfulness. Yeah. So what happened was when I realized that I had reached a kind of a dead end, mm. and I needed time for myself because all my three children mm. are doctors, and life had just gone like that, and I knew that I was coming close to seventy. 
Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to think, you know, what, what's going on? You know, that kind of question, what's going on? Right. Um, in fact, uh, 11 years ago, uh, if I can take you back to the story uh-huh. about, and, uh, I was going to take my, my two boys to, to England for a holiday and that kind of thing. And I put on some weight, which I've done now. <laughs> and that's why your health tips are pretty cool. And <laughs> the problem is whether we follow them. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I was going up to, to England and then I thought I'd just check my blood pressure a bit wonky. And mm-hmm. uh, my cardiologist said, why don't you have a look at your heart? And I said, okay. And I'm flying off in six days, you know. So they did an angiogram and all the three Uh-oh. vessels were gone. Totally. Oh no. All three, three pipe systems all blocked up. And he oh. said, well, you, you need open heart bypass surgery, period. Yeah, right. And now. And not when you get back, but now. That's right. right. 11 years yeah. ago. Thank God I didn't have a heart attack or anything, but this is a, this is a warning to everybody. You see that even though as doctors, even though as professionals, um, stress eating okay. me up from the inside. Uh, the whole uh-huh. journey of life took a toll. And I didn't know that I was dying on the inside, you see. Uh, and yeah. I always tell people today, don't die before your death. You know, um, one day we all, <laughs> one day we, all our systems are winding down. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and that was, uh, some people say it's a wake up call. I said, I'm still haven't yeah. woken up because I'm still doing the wrong things. <laughs> well, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> that is a totally, totally different conversation. But anyway, I went for it. And, yeah. uh, and my first, uh, one of the first few, I was, yeah, I was, so I was in ICU, uh, which yeah. is really the title of the book. Okay. And, um, uh, well, you know, and I was wondering what on earth has happened lying in the intensive care unit, which I go and see my patients in. And there was I. And my daughter comes along and I said, take a picture. And she said, Daddy, what are you, what, look, you're, you're, you you know, old tubes coming on, wires coming yeah, on, what right. are you trying to do? Yeah. And I said, no, I want to start a, a, a website. And she said, why? I said, no, it's called Heart Talk. And, ah. and that was the birth of my podcast, Heart Talk. Okay. Because what happened was after that, I was having signs and symptoms. I wanted to commit suicide. Uh, I couldn't mm. sleep. I was having insomnia. My, yeah. my, Mine was going berserk. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I was Googling, you know, how to treat insomnia and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, Susan, I'm a surgeon, I'm a doctor, but I'm also a patient. All right. So And right why then that's it, what you were as a patient. <laughs> absolutely. So why Google when I can ask the, the consultants right on point with that's camera right. on? That's what they're getting paid. That's what they're getting paid for. <laughs> so there you go. So, you know, I remember growing up, there was a TV channel, uh, uh, a kind of a series called Have Gun Will Travel. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. Yes. So this time I said, Have Camera Will Travel. And so everywhere, everywhere I went with my conferences, I took my camera along and then uh-huh. looked up who's the cardiothoracic surgeon in that city. And then that's uh-huh. it. Come on, put your sit down there. Let's talk about it. Uh, and, uh-huh. and so my, one of my first clinical psychologists that I uh, interviewed or had a conversation uh-huh. was in uh, Sydney. Uh, I went for oh, my wow. conference there. Yeah. Claudia uh-huh. Rothar. And she said these words, you know, she said, Charles, be kind to yourself. Thank and you. I looked at her and said, what on earth are you talking about? You know, uh, should I go and have a glass of wine or what? You know, <laughs> if necessary, <laughs> if necessary. And you know, Susan, till today, those words uh-huh. have never left me because I, we, we, we don't know. I don't know how to be kind to myself. What does it mean? Order a McDonald's or what? You know, you know, everybody's it's a whole... got their own thing, right? It's, it's a whole world of being kind to yourself. In other words, mm-hmm. you know, when you go through a trials like this of health crisis, financial crisis, all that, yeah. it's all about you and me. It's about yourself. And, uh, and I was picking up, I had nobody to help me. I, I, I just, after surgery, I had a pillow and that was my best friend. All I could do was hug the pillow. Every time you cough, you got to hold that pillow. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. 
Yeah. And, and that, that was my love of my life was my pillow. I'm going to write a book about my pillow. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's <laughs> a good idea. I tell you, pillows don't hurt you. But, you know, no. when I look back, Susan, you know, mirrors mm. do not lie. Mm. And shadows never leave you. Mm. And I believe that when you're honest with yourself, and I see so many things, even till today, struggling mm. to... To, to change some of our ways. And that's why it's mm. it's all about the self. It's all about your mind, your mindset. And so what happened? I left. I came up and stayed on my own. And then while I was shaving and all that, I was listening to Spotify. And everybody uh-huh. was talking about mind, this mindset, mindset. Say, what, <laughs> you know, what, is, what is happening, you know? You remember that I've had this closed loop system for nearly 40 yeah. years. Not knowing. That's not right. knowing Never heard of all these words before. And then suddenly I heard mindfulness. I said, where's my mind been all these years? You know, that kind of thing, you know? So I imagine that. I never heard the word before, mindfulness. Uh-huh. I didn't know what yeah. on earth was it about. And uh, and so that opened the door. But it was more of a spirituality involved in it, you mm-hmm. see, because I Absolutely. wanted to know. I wanted to know, you know, I was doing a surgery with a neurosurgeon. And, um, uh, and I was called in to do a scalp rotation flap, you know, to close. Okay. He had taken out a part of the skull bone or something like that. Okay. And I was looking in over his shoulder and he was there taking out a, a brain tumor the size of a golf oh. ball. Oh, my God. And, I, and then so while he was working on it, I said, what's that? He said, well, that's the brain tumor, Charles. And then I said, where's the mind? And he looked at uh. me and said, What? <laughs> You know, it's what? floating around inside. It's, it's whooshy, whooshy. And you know, it's it's interesting, Susan, and I'm sure you would agree. Brain, I can hold. I'm trained. All right. Mind. So where everybody's talking about the mind. Nobody can, you know, you just don't know what's, what's happening. They talk about the yeah. mind, body, soul, connections. I said, hey, tell me where it is, you know. So, when I started to go into the depth of mindfulness, the spiritual mm-hmm. side of it, spirituality mm-hmm. part of it, mm-hmm. um, I connected with 14 international speakers and authors across the world. Oh, wow. And I said, I said, oh, yeah, I said, you people are writing books. It's about time you start mm-hmm. talking about it. And a lot of them have been talking about it for decades. I don't know where you've been. <laughs> I know, I know. And well, that's why I said I was in a closed loop system. Yeah. But, but having said that, I decided to become the founder of the Asia Pacific Consultation on Marketplace Mindfulness. You see, okay. you can talk about it, but at the same time, bringing minds together uh, yeah. was my calling, you see, because I wanted to know what on earth is going on. So, mm-hmm. so that led me to, to launch what's called APCOM. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I did it because I wanted to learn, you mm-hmm. see. Yeah, because uh, everybody has a concept of mindfulness, um, mm-hmm. but for me, I learned uh, as the founder of this APCOM, Asia Pacific Consultation. I realized that paying attention to the moment, there's power in it. That's right, and uh, and I think that it's easy to talk about it, but live it, Absolutely. and that's and that's a different score altogether. Mm-hmm. So when you mm-hmm. challenge yourself, and for me. Uh, what happens because of the spiritual side of it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. sanctification goes on in that moment. You become more, more pure in your mind, in your thinking, you're healthy, exactly what you're doing, healthy tips after mm-hmm. 50. Yeah. But it's really every moment in time, what are we de- thinking? What are we eating? What are we breathing? What are we doing? Is it healthy? Mm-hmm. Is it good for us? So it's, it's, it's an easy awareness. To yeah. And, yeah. It's and awareness of everything. Absolutely. It's a pursuit mm-hmm. of awareness. Um, self-awareness, you know, thinking of mm-hmm. what's happening at the moment. And mm-hmm. and it really uh, breaks you free when you realize that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I've always said that uh, we are a product of our choices, not a byproduct of our responses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we choose the right, you know, make the right choice, um, you're on the right score. So that's oh, no, how it started. That's mm-hmm. how it started. And uh, we, we had the first one, uh, the beginning of... Uh, Last year, and oh, okay. uh, oh, sorry, this no last year, right? Last year, twenty twenty two, and uh, 
And uh, and in fact, 21 years ago, uh, I had a calling, and and that again was a nature pacific consultation on uh-huh. discipleship. You see, so I've had those uh-huh. callings yeah. all through my life because, mm-hmm. and the reason why I stepped out and did it is because I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not somebody else. I was not going to give it to anybody else to do it. I wanted to know, and mm-hmm. so when you are living on that kind of a level of initiative or creativity that you want to know more than what you you knew yesterday makes mm-hmm. life interesting and oh, yeah. uh, and that's how i found you uh, <laughs> i wanted to know i, I was said, always here i mean i don't know <laughs> well it's only a matter of time how we meet one another i mean there are so many yeah. of our podcasts for, uh, you know guests that we just meet them and uh, mm-hmm. they've been yeah. there all the while and uh, yes, so there you go. So so those are the consultations I've done. Um, uh-huh. And I'm working on my memoir. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm writing up about this mind flow ergonomics, which I think is a, is a powerful ecosystem that we can develop. Because uh-huh. I, I, I talk about these seven zones, creative mm-hmm. zones in the brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I never knew they were there. And it's only when I started to open up mindfulness and think about where the mind works. And it starts mm. with creativity. So for me, all of us are outstanding intellectuals. The question is, how many of us want to become geniuses? Uh, you know, uh-huh. when, we talk about a, when we talk about a genius, we always think of all, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, Einstein and all those kind of people. Right. You're a, I'm looking at a genius like you to think of how to do this podcast, and how to press this, how to do that. You know, we've all got a mindset that we can explode with. And yeah. so I realized that having been in a closed loop system, I now come into a mind flow, which is open loop. And that anything goes if you've got your mind to it. And mm-hmm. ergonomics is how do we conserve our energy in the marketplace mm-hmm. so that we mm-hmm. not burn out? There are so many health professionals who are burning out, oh, yeah. mentally oh, yeah. exhausted. I mean, COVID had a good test of that. And uh, oh, we were God, frontliners yeah. and all these young uh, interns working full time. I just got tired out. And so yeah. that's, the, that's the problem of the healthcare system because it's all in a closed loop. Uh, you know, and I always mm-hmm. say this, that, you know, Susan, when you think of the medical field, um, there are two, two uh, faculties that I wish I'd studied before I did medicine. And one is psychology. Mm-hmm. All right. Because that would have been a very good setting for every doctor, psychology. And the mm-hmm. second one is creative writing, how to write. Um, ah, okay. because I, at this stage in my life, I find that when you talk about mindfulness and the psychology mm-hmm. and the cognitive thinking about the mind and the mm-hmm. brain, we all have the brains to become doctors, but we don't have the brains of how to handle life. And, uh, you know, and to me, that itself is a huge dimension, you know, so we can, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and oh, no, can, absolutely. Uh, I mean, look at, look at the history of, of person kind. I'm not even going to call it mankind, but you know, I mean, for hundreds and hundreds of years, they keep having wars. They keep having all of these other things. You know, if they were if they were really conscious, absolutely, they wouldn't be doing that. Absolutely, yeah. and uh, and that's why when when they come to see me in plastic surgery mm-hmm. as a plastic surgeon, they talk about mm-hmm. anti aging, and uh-huh. uh, and I've always said, you know, listen, there's nothing to be against aging. There's no such thing as no. anti-aging. You know, no. aging for me is a side uh-huh. effect of living. That's right. That's okay, right. If you're not aging, you're dead. <laughs> if you're not living, you're not aging. I mean, you know, period. Okay. Well, that's right. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's a side effect of living. So why don't you embrace it? So I tell my patients that. Mm-hmm. And so for the last, what, 35 years in my practice, I market mm-hmm. what is called smart aging. You see, ah, very nice. So the smartest way to anti-aging is smart aging. How yeah. do I, if I, if I know that there are thirty thousand odd cells, skin cells that die mm-hmm. every day, how uh-huh. do I keep? How do I keep ten thousand or twenty thousand so that tomorrow I have more cells alive than dead? All right, and that's <laughs> smart. That's what aesthetics is all about, you know. So uh-huh. the stuff that yeah. I've seen, what I used. And learned 35 years ago, and today in in my place, 
the the amount of equipment, the technology, the oh, the yeah. vitalization Very, huh? products that have come out. Uh, to me, it's like a world in a world, you know, that kind of thing. And so uh-huh. when women come in here and I talk the whole philosophy about, you know, like when you want to buy a bed, let me ask you, when you want to buy a bed, what do you look for? Um, something that's comfortable and that I wouldn't wake up in the morning and have a back. All right. Okay. So when you say comfortable, <laughs> what, what aspect of the bed are you looking at? Um, not, I feel like Goldilocks, not too hard and not too soft. Don't so what are you talking green. about? What are you talking about? The the mattress. mattress. I don't know. Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So the well, same you said thing. Bed, that's what I was thinking. Of, yeah. Well, the, the bed is all on the mattress. The mattress is part of the bed. So, so I asked them this very same question. And, they, and, and the reason why I use bed is because they'll say, um, it, it must be strong. The wood must be strong. They, they go into all the other aspects of the bed except oh. the mattress. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 I don't uh, care so, about the other stuff. Exactly, exactly. So, so I tell them that that's what I do. It's called matrixing. In other words, that as we age, the quality of the mattress gets withered away and, you know, Mm. gets thinner. Okay. Okay. And so what I do is build that whole mattress up. So it's called matrixing by means of Ah. of all sorts of treatment that we do here. And so when they realize that, they realize that it's all about, you know, investing in, in the quality of life, you know, the quality of your skin. We are, yeah. we are, our lives are so loud that we don't hear our skin saying anything, you see, and, and it's crying out. So, so I think these are aspects of life where, yeah. where we, we need to stop and listen to what the body is saying mm. because the body doesn't lie. And what is my skin That's telling true. me? And, uh, yeah. you know, so I think it's fascinating because these are aspects of life that I've learned that, uh, there's so much that we have today. That we can age mm. small. Uh, mm-hmm. It's easy to talk mm-hmm. about it. Uh, I mean, I've been, you know, you're the best person for me to ask you because uh, I came out also to lose weight, and um, and I <laughs> and I was living by myself. And you know, we have what's called grab here, where you just dial a number and the guy brings the food to you. Oh, one it's of like those a, things. Yeah. Okay. One of those things. So I, I tell you, that's malignant. Because it's so easy to yeah. suddenly go hungry at 11 o'clock at night and ding, call, and brrr, the guy brings the food. <laughs> and, Not and at the my word house. That, and the word that is missing is discipline. Because I'm living alone, you see, so I don't have Susan Rosen next to me to tell me now. Okay. <laughs> and um, and so I lost, what, 10 kgs. Okay. That's about 20, 25 pounds or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, in, yeah, yeah. in the course of about three, four, five months. That's but I good. put them back. I put it all back within a, within six weeks. It was called emotional eating, you know, emotional uh, buying. <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. And my mind was that. playing havoc. And then I'll go and listen to healthy tips after 50. And I say, Susan, change the number. <laughs> change the number. Healthy tips after 70. Tell me what to do, Susan. <laughs> It's the same stuff. It doesn't. I know. It's no different. <laughs> I know, and I, know and I wish know. that I wish somebody will come up and say healthy tips for a mind after fifty and a mind after seventy because it's the mind that plays havoc, and uh, you know, and uh, it's nothing like you know. I'm going to have a nice steak today or go go dry, but there you go. I mean, you know, so many things have been happening in this life. For me, mm-hmm. uh, and like uh, and I just uh, I'm so excited that I'm still able to work, um, still yes. operating, and then I've got two lovely I girls know. who keep the the place alive. I'm in uh-huh. the process. I'm in the process of uh, writing this book called ICU. Uh, that's a, yes, that's okay. going to be very exciting. And uh, and I put it into a book like like this, even though I've only got two three pages of it writing. But like any surgeon, you like to see the complete product before you start, you see. So yeah, Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. So that gives, gives me an insight. Just like, you know, like I said about cleft children, and I would draw a picture of what the child would look like and the mm. lip would look like as, right. as a complete product. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, so there you go. So it's exciting. and uh, And that's about what's happening to the moment. Um, well, that's you know. good. It sounds it sounds like life is treating you well, other than the extra pounds. But you could take care of that yourself. 
I tell you something, writing has taken me back to those days that were so real. Mm-hmm. And by writing about it, you know, bringing it out for me was is a big healer. Yeah, I really feel set free. Yes. Uh, oh, isn't it incredible? Trauma, yeah. The trauma of yeah. growing up and yeah. you know, my own dad and what happened and oh, it's mm-hmm. it's horrible. And then I realized, you know, Susan, that I was doing the same thing on my own children. You see, and uh, without knowing, because I I, I I was I I was hurt so badly that yeah. I I wanted to protect them so much at the same time hurting them in the process. You know, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and that's what I'm writing about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, um, and I feel that, um, you just wish that you were, life was, you know, maybe people say about life treating you better, you know, it's all about you and me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right. and, you know, life and, doesn't do it. Life doesn't do it. It's, it's your, no. it's your thinking and your mindset and how you, you use it. Uh, That's right. uh, That's right. And the only one who can change your thoughts are you. Correct. So how is, has, uh, you know, how's your podcasting and all been going on? I mean, talking to everybody and different people with different flows. No, I love it. I love it. It's, it's, it's wonderful. This, this is my second one today. I got what five scheduled for next week. So, yeah. Yeah. So they're all lined up. I only I only put one out a week, so you know fantastic, it takes a fantastic. while. Yeah, it takes a while, and and people don't realize it the amount of work that goes into it. Um, yeah, you know when I, I do my, a, yeah. my no, I was going to say I kind of have a I kind of have a process. You know. Yeah, you have to. So I can. And, oh, and, yeah. uh, and I've got my girls with me, so I'll have all my papers all around me. And so when uh-huh. I'm talking, yeah. I get I get so involved, and I've got the flow going on. And so people wonder if this is natural for you, Charles. And I say, uh-huh. wait till you see the back scenes. What's going on here? You know, I've got <laughs> my girls are changing the slides or the the sheets of paper. Uh, my here's my okay. there you and, go. Ah, it, it's rock and roll, you know, and behind the scenes, but. Uh, but you know, when you look back, if mm-hmm. I were to ask you, uh, you know, mm-hmm. how has life treated you? How will you measure your life? Let me let me rephrase it. How will you measure your life? That's interesting because I've never really thought about it. It's never been important to me to measure my life. It's not something I think about. Um, you know, I um, I don't know. I just I like helping people. I like talking to people. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that is so. Yeah. And I, you know, and I just, uh, I was just going to say it, you know, it's not, um, it's, um, I don't know. You know, when I was younger, I was, you know, I was go, go, go. And I was working full time and I was managing people and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And, and then I, um, and then for numerous reasons, which I won't necessarily get into here, um, I, I um, got totally overwhelmed with life and just had, um, I don't want to say a breakdown because it wasn't, it wasn't that it's just, it was just like all of a sudden I was just over overwhelmed, you know, Uh, things happened and yeah. And my, you know, my mom passed away and got, I got laid off and, you know, all within a month. And it's, and it was just like, oh, you know, I, I just, I just kind of stopped for a while. Yeah. Kind of stepped out of life. (laughs) This is, yeah. I mean, I've been on that page. I know what it is Mm -hmm. like as if the whole ceiling had crashed down and and suddenly Mm -hmm. you're left with it. You can't pick up the pieces. You don't know what on earth has happened, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but it's very true. And, and, and I think what you're saying is that, you're changing lives through your your, your podcasting mm. because you'd be amazed that every post that goes out, somebody mm-hmm. is listening and that mm. person will make a change. So sometimes when we measure our lives, we can't measure it in a way that we think we can yeah. visibly see, but right. it's happening on the other side. And then I believe that having done my Asia Pacific consultations and nearly mm-hmm. 3,000, 4,000 yeah. people have signed up. Wow. All That's these, crazy. yeah, and all these things that have happened over the years. And when I uh-huh. look at my failures, 
I see the lives that have been changed and I call that winners because, yeah. uh, you know, it's just the oh, audience yeah. of one person that can make your life worth, uh, worth yeah. its deep. Yeah. Um, oh, no, exactly. And- exactly. And that, that's why, you know, that's why I've started coaching people and just to help, nice. help other women going through the same thing I went through, you know, it's yes. kind well, of nothing like having to women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's nothing like having someone hold your hand and walk with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. never had that ex- yeah. that wonderful experience for the last what forty years. Um, yeah. There was there's not one person I would call a friend. Nothing to be proud about, but it's just mm-hmm. that that whole closed loop system of living as a doctor uh, mm-hmm. within that sphere of family oh, yeah, and sure. work and all that. And, yeah. and now yeah. I feel I've broken free and trying to see the amount of damage yeah. done. Collateral damage done while living. <laughs> it's well, like as if a, it's like a cluster bomb has just gone off, and I say, "Wow, I didn't know all this happened." You know, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, at the end yeah, of the day, yeah. uh, um, it, it's it's That's a life okay. well. You know, well, and, and uh, you and you see it all, and you understand it, and that's 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 what's that's most right. important. And it's lovely to have you uh, known you, and you know, had a podcast yeah. with you, and had a session with you, just to be able to uh, share this part of my life with you. And so, thank you for listening thank to you. it. Well, thank you, thank you. It's always it has always been interesting to to uh, have time to talk to you. So. Right. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And well, I better, I better wrap this up because we have yes. gone longer than I usually yeah. do with people. So there you go. See, you're special, and 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 you're special for listening too. So okay. thank you, well, thank, thank you very much, yeah. Susan. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I'm going to end this, even though it's 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 appropriate, but it's not exactly appropriate. But I have to say it anyways. That. Um, Neither of us are med- are doctors, even though you are. And this is not to be seen as medical advice. And with that, I will say that I will be seeing everybody next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.